Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this how-to episode, we're going to talk about how to make sure your messages are anointed. So this episode is about anyone who plans to share their story of Jesus, either conversationally or in writing with a blog or a podcast or a book or a movie or any sort of media where you are sharing for the purpose of helping somebody draw closer to the Lord and the Lord has given you an assignment to carry and release a message from him. You want to make sure you absolutely reflecting the Lord and not speaking from yourself. So this came from a presentation I've had to do a couple times for people who want to write books or something like that. And I've been asked to speak on the topic of anointed messages. And so basically this follows a series of questions and answers. So we're going to dive into the first question. Why has God chosen you to release this message? Matthew 5, 14 and 16 says, You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. You are a member of the body of Christ, and it is the body of Christ's responsibility to reflect the love and the truth of God in every single way that we can. If the Lord has given you an assignment to write or release something, he knows what he's doing. And it's probably because you have a story to tell of overcoming something in your life. Your life lesson has taught you something about Jesus that other people need to hear. So the first thing I want to address is your inadequacy issue. The why would he pick me question. If he's called you, he equips you. There is no you having to do this in your own flesh. And in fact, that is actually the point of this podcast You're not doing it in your own flesh. You're doing it inspired by the Holy Spirit. And trust me, the first time I told my college roommate, who used to fix my grammar errors in my college papers, and trust me, if you've read my books, you're still going to see some grammar errors in there because I can't seem to catch them all. Um, When she said, you wrote a book, you wrote a book because she saw how poor of a writer I actually was, but an anointed writer is going to be a much better writer than you are in your own flesh. So you have to learn how to get out of your own way. If the Lord is calling you to be a writer, he knows what he's doing. And he knows, or if he's calling you to be a speaker, he knows exactly what he's doing when he chooses you. So you need to get out of your own way and trust that if he calls you to do it, if he puts a scary assignment on your mind to take care of, he will fully equip you to do it. That's just what he does. So really what you need to do is understand the role clarification here of what's God's job and what's my job. He gives you the assignment 
and he empowers you to do it and you just need to say yes and amen and follow his direction which we'll talk more about how to do that in a minute first peter 2 9 says but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a consecrated nation a special people for god's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies the wonderful deeds and the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. Your why is one of the most critical questions that you can answer because it is connected to your destiny. Who is God calling you to influence? Who is the one person that really needs what God has to say through you? 2 Timothy 1.9, For he delivered us and saved us and called us with a holy calling, a calling that leads to a consecrated life, a set-apart life, a life on purpose, not because of our works or because of any merit, personal merit. We could do nothing to earn this, but because of his own purpose and grace, his amazing favor which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. Who does the Lord highlight for you? In other words, you can see the need in them because you have lived through something with Jesus that has taught you a lesson about how to help somebody who still has that same need. Imagine the one person that needs to hear the message God's giving you. We call that an avatar. Give that person a name and give them a backstory, a heart cry story. Honestly, for many people, including me, it is me before I learn the lesson. It's like, I wish I would have learned this lesson when I was X age. If someone had helped me with this when I was younger, I wouldn't have had to go through what I've gone through to learn this lesson the hard way. So sometimes your avatar is the younger you. Not always, though. Not always, though. But ask the Lord to reveal to you, who is my one person that if this one person was changed and blessed because of my message and story from you it would be worth it galatians 5:13 says for you were called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through loving serving one another this is speaking to the power the anointed power of a testimony there is a powerful anointing that cannot be diluted from a powerful testimony. Nobody can deny your personal experience. And when you wrap it in the transformational love of the Lord, there is power behind it. The next question is, what changes does God want to see in the people that receive your message? Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. If the story's not good, 
the story's not done. Picture the person reading your story or listening to your story or viewing your work. How are they changed? How has God moved them forward by your message? Picture this and be able to articulate it because that's what you're working toward. It's that future glimpse of the finished product's impact. We don't do it for just getting it done. We do it for the impact that God wants to have through the message. And most importantly, what are the guiding values that help you capture this picture? No Christian message should ever be void of love, hope, and joy. It should move people toward healing. It should move people toward anything related to God's nature and character, because that's the goodness that he wants us to fix our eyes on. He wants people to see. We want to see faith, hope, and love. So allow the guiding value of your message to direct the decisions that you make related to how to present this message. If your story or your book or your movie leads people to be afraid and it doesn't lead them to joy or hope, then it's not from God. I mean, some messages need to begin scary, but they need to end, hopefully. So now we're going to shift into a little bit of practicality here with this question. How do I recognize when God is giving me the message to release uh, versus something in my own head? And how do I capture that so that it can be properly relayed? The worst advice that I've ever heard that just about every professional writing coach gives you is just write every day. And I say no, just write when God gives you something inspiring to say. Now, if you've been following the Experience Jesus podcast for any length of time, you'll know that God speaks spontaneously most easily when your brain is in the alpha brainwave, which is the relaxed, almost mindless brainwave pattern. So you're driving, you're doing the dishes, you're mowing the lawn, you're doing something mundane. That is actually the channel of God's TV, the way I like to call it is God's TV channel. You can put your brain in alpha by relaxing and quieting yourself down and receiving from the Lord, which is what this podcast is all about. Okay, but one of the things that is most important to realize is that God is speaking to you all the time, and it's easier for him to grab you when you're not asking for it and unintentionally when you're driving and he just hits you with something, and you're going about your mindless day, and then you're doing dishes, and you're fading off to sleep, or something's happening, and then all of a sudden, you get what we call these downloads from the Lord, where you get inspiration, ideas, and creativity. You want to be able to be ready to capture that. If you are a writer, or a screenplay, or anything that you're working on, a big project, you want to have the ability you want to be ready to receive that. So sometimes people just have notebooks handy, pull off to the side of the road, grab what he's doing. For my first book, I received, I was in the bed 
right? Just sort of reading my scripture or whatever. And then he hits me with a two hour download pictures and everything about my first book. And I'm just capturing these notes as fast as I can, looking at the pictures and writing them down and just grabbing the essence of what it is that he wants me to do. So sometimes it looks like a massive download like that. And sometimes it's just a notion and it doesn't make sense to you. But the worst thing you can do is dismiss something because it doesn't make sense to you. Because God's ways are different than our ways and he will make sense of it later. But if you really want to receive anointed messages from the Lord, you need to capture them, whether you understand how they fit in, where they fit in, just capture them. And so another way to do that might be to have a video recording capability. Every phone has that ability, I think, now, anyhow. Uh, Or you can get a recorder app put on your phone if yours doesn't naturally have one. And just stop and say what's popped into your mind and capture it. But you want to have the ability to do that spontaneously. Another major piece of advice here is be authentic. Warts and all, pasty Christian fakeness does not move the hearts of people. Do not write intellectually either because God doesn't live in the head, he lives in the heart. So if you really want an anointed message, you're not going to be lecturing dry subjects to people. That is not the kind of stuff that moves the hearts of people. Connect people with God when you write, and he does not live in the head. So really catch yourself on that. I get a lot of student work that's disconnected and distant, and that's not God. If you really want to transform people, don't do that. Share your heart, share your stories, and be vulnerable. The one thing that I've learned about testimonies in general is they are nothing more than this formula. You share what your life was like before. You share how God intersected your life. What he did to change your heart and how that has moved you forward since. And then the message is really about making somebody else want that same thing. So remember... You have to be vulnerable to have moved to the position that you are in a place to share something important with somebody, and they need to see that you can relate to their journey. You can relate to the being stuck, the being addicted, or being in pain. If you can't relate to that, if you're lecturing from a position of no authenticity, then it's not anointed. It just isn't. The next key question to address is what's God's way for you to release his messages? John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. What it means to say that Jesus is the way, it means that he is the master of all hows how you write or depict or show or speak or sing your message has to be surrendered to his how. God is always changing the way for me. 
He doesn't want me to get so comfortable with his way of book writing, for example, that I can go, I've got this now, God, I don't need you. So every time I sit down to either write a book or a book series, he gives me a new way. And then I've got to to learn just so I'm continually surrendering to it. He'll give me a new construct for each book or series. He never wants me to get into the place where things are so familiar that I think I don't need him. I remember him telling me once that the easiest things to surrender are the things that you know are completely out of your depth, right? Oh, I need God because I have no idea what to do here. And you might be in that very place right now. It's easy for you to surrender this book assignment because you don't know anything about it. You don't have any idea how to go about this. And and so, or you've got never done a movie before and you, there, you don't know what you don't know yet, right? Okay, so that's easier to go, God help me. But when you get used to something and it's familiar to you, that is the time when you absolutely need to continually surrender. And that's why for me, he keeps on changing the way so that I don't get so comfortable that I get in my own head that I don't need him anymore to show me how to do it. He will give you puzzle pieces. It's almost like he's giving you the edges of the puzzle as the construct that you're working for. Or he might give you a skeleton, but you have no idea what the flesh is going to look like or how it'll come. But he gives you glimpses so that you know exactly what you're working toward. But he doesn't give you more than you should know at the moment because then if you're like me you'll get ahead of him so uh, one of the ways that i practically live this one out is i say i pray that god order my day prayer which i've talked about in other podcasts it is if there is a step for me to take in this project today or not and if it if there is a step what's my step but i don't ask him that question i ask him what do you have for me today And if the book project winds up on my list, I do something about it. And if it's not on my list, I know there's no anointing there. So if he says, today you're going to grade a student, then I know that there's anointing for me to do that. If he says, today you're going to write a chapter, then I know that there'll be anointing for it. If something doesn't wind up on my list, it's not on my list. And I don't think about it. And even in a course like that, the Lord might spontaneously give me some notes or ideas about something that could be involved in the book, but I'm not doing more than capturing that that day unless he gives me an assignment to go deeper with it. So God, take me one step at a time. I don't want to be behind him in disobedience where he's telling me, I have something for you today. And you go, yeah, well, thanks God, but I'm busy doing my own thing today. And then you miss the anointing moment. You don't want to lag behind. You don't want to get ahead, and I learned this one the hard way with my first book, and go, okay, thanks for that two-hour download, God. I think I've got it from here. Uh, Wait, what? I get lost. I get stuck. Five months of delays because I thought I needed permission to put film clips in my book, and I did not. Never asked him. I was just like plowing through, assuming that was necessary. It's not. So reasons for that, but anyway. So... I had to learn that lesson the hard way, but I'm passing it on to you. You want to walk with him in your book project because every step 
can be anointed and then the outcome of the project will be so much better when you do. And one last thing that I wanted to talk about before we head into our Experience Jesus encounter section about this is that the Lord will put people in your path that will help you along the way. You're doing this with Jesus, but you're never doing it alone. The body of Christ is a big tapestry, and everybody is a puzzle piece linked and connected to other people. So he will begin to direct you to the people whose stories that are will be part of your story or who can help you along the way or who he wants you to get feedback on, who wants to help you with editing, who wants to become your cover designers or your whatever. So pay attention not just to the message, but the way that he is putting it together for the purpose of releasing it to the body of Christ. Who are the people that are helping you actually, after this is finished, releasing it to the world? And when he gives you an anointed message, it is not for you. All, all gifts are for you to release. It's not for you to say, oh, this is this product of mine that became my baby or whatever. If it's not released, it's not a gift to the body of Christ because we take that all the way back to that scripture about the lamp and the light. Everything that we do is about blessing other people for the kingdom's purposes. Jesus, what do you have to say to the listener of this podcast about this topic? Jesus led me to Isaiah 61, 1 through 4. The Spirit of God, the Master, is on me because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the heartbroken, announce freedom to the captives, pardon all prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies, and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion, give them bouquets of roses instead of ashes, messages of joy instead of news of doom, a praising heart instead of a languid spirit, rename them oaks of righteousness, planted by God to display his glory. And then Jesus continued, Every challenge, every trauma, every tragedy in life can be redeemed when it is used to help someone navigate the waters and find me. I am the light, and I have passed my power, authority, and light for you to be my light in the world. Together, we cast out darkness by creating together, partner with me, and watch what we can do together. Say yes and amen to every assignment I give you that will reflect my love and light. Take one step, one day at a time. Your story matters. Allow me to empower you to bless it for many. Before we dive into our encounter today, 
I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After playing with Jesus for a little while in your special place, depending on where you are, I'm sure you have quite a lot of questions that you could have for the Lord about this. You could begin with, show me your will about this big project that you've already put on my heart that maybe I've been avoiding for a while. It could be, give me a glimpse of the impact that you want me to have with this message-related assignment where I can see the blessings on people's hearts for having read or seen or heard or experienced in some way the message that you would have me to release. Or maybe it's just an opportunity for you to Ask the Lord to reveal to you how he has created you to be a light on the hill. And maybe you just need to see yourself the way Jesus sees you in terms of a fruit-bearing contributor to the kingdom. But allow the Lord to take you and show you what it is that he has for you in this regard. And take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I'm not quite sure what God could have done for you today. He could have birthed in you a brand new assignment or given you clarity on a new one. But I hope, if nothing else, you learned from the Lord that sharing your light and love, whether it's just in a conversation with someone that you see in a grocery store or whether it's in a full-blown feature film or book, that your story matters and your ability to reflect the love of the Lord and how he has blessed you has great value to the King of Kings. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it and check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus name.